listening to Mike and John Got It Going On, a Livingston County-based podcast that's based in, well, Livingston County. And now, Mike and John. <laughs> do we have it going on? We got it going oh, on. Oh, yeah, we do. Mike Marino, John King from Mike and John Got It Going On. Happy Monday morning. Sure, it's happy. <laughs> well, we had some nice temperatures over the weekend. That's going to change this week. Oh, my God. I mean, I was practically ready to go, what's the pool? Let me lift back this cover. Maybe we can do a little swimming. You here. know, I'm glad you brought up the pool thing. All right. Well, I know you got Giggo News coming up. Right. So I don't want to... I don't want to step on the news. <laughs> I, I don't want to. I don't want to steal the news thunder because we've got a lot of local things to cover. Right. This is more regarding anybody and everybody and public pools. Okay. That's your tease. We'll have that story. Oh, wow. After John King with Got It wow, Going On uh, News. That's quite a tease. Brought to you by our friends at Firehouse Doors. Well, the whole program is. Well, yeah, but, yeah. You're, but including the news. We start off the best with the best. Oh. Peeing in the pool. All right, what's going on? That doesn't happen. All right, here's what's going on this morning. A state agency has determined a local nurse did not violate public health codes by her public statements against masks and COVID-19 vaccines. Holly Austin of Howell is a nurse educator with Schoolcraft College who was investigated by the Michigan Department of Licensing and Regulatory Affairs after statements she made during government meetings in Livingston County. During a September meeting of the County Board of Commissioners, Austin, speaking about COVID, said masks do not work and that none of the children should be quarantined because this is not a disease of children who she said should not get vaccinated. Austin's statements stand in stark contrast to guidance from the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention and the American Nurses Association as well as the American Medical Association. Austin's claims were subsequently criticized publicly by another Howell woman, Casey Helton, who posted a series of tweets in December referring to Austin as a pathetic purveyor of health misinformation. Uh, Helton said she planned to file a complaint with the uh, Agency of uh, Regulatory Affairs against Austin, saying she believed her statements were a violation of nursing standards. But in a letter to Helton dated March 3rd, Laura said that after a careful review of the complaint submitted against Austin, they determined that there is not a reasonable basis to believe a violation of the applicable provisions of the public health code and associated rules occurred. Helton declined comment on the decision when she was contacted by Gigo News. A Livingston County car dealership was among those defrauded by a man that federal authorities say used someone's personal identification to secure more than $200,000 in loans to buy vehicles statewide. The Detroit News reports Eddie Earl Hendrickson and another person were charged last week in U.S. District Court in Detroit with conspiring to devise a scheme and artifice to defraud various financial institutions between December of 2019 and February of 2020. An affidavit from a U.S. Secret Service special agent last year said Hendrickson purchased a 2012 Jeep Grand Cherokee from Champion Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram of Brighton after securing a nearly $22,000 auto loan. The affidavit says in March of 2020, a Genesee County Sheriff's Lieutenant contacted the man whose Social Security number Hendrickson used in the transactions. He has a similar name but never allowed anyone to use his identification. Federal officials accuse the 40-year-old Hendrickson of identity theft, aggravated identity theft, and bank fraud. A hearing is scheduled next week in U.S. District Court. And an event next week in Howell will provide a look at an often neglected part of American history. Cleary University and the Livingston Diversity Council have teamed up to sponsor the Black History 101 Mobile Museum at the Cleary University Student Commons Center Tuesday, March 15th from 10 till 3. Dr. Khalid El-Hakim is the founder and curator of the traveling exhibit, which includes artifacts dating from the transatlantic 
transatlantic slave trade to modern day. The event was previously scheduled but had to be postponed due to weather. Dr. El-Hakim will also give a lecture in the Commons from 11.30 to 12.30 that day. No registrations required. You'll find details on the Mike and John Facebook page. And that's a look at Gigo News. The Mike and John got it going on Facebook page. Should I just say the Mike and John Gigo page? If you'd like, that maybe, would work. Maybe yeah. just the Gigo right, let's get to page. the Let's get to the facts here, fella. You are a news I guy. I just gave the facts. <laughs> Those were the facts, Jack. By the way, you can catch us on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, RSS.com, SoundCloud, and... We're on Insta. That's what the kids call it. Is that what they call it? Insta? Yeah. Instagram. And, yeah. and, and TikTok? We, well, we were on TikTok well, before. Just <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, you know, right. if we want to put together a TikTok right. video, we can Well, do that. TikTok, my 13-year-old often just belittles our TikTok. Oh. Well, everybody <laughs> He's does. like, really, old men, what are you doing? Get out of here. <laughs> well, this is not for you. limit on <laughs> yeah, TikTok. Who right. let you in here? <laughs> uh, today is uh, National Be Heard Day. This is a day where we dedicate at least acknowledging Local small businesses. Okay. So over the weekend, we asked, what is your favorite local small family-owned business here in Livingston County? Right. And some of our answers. We're getting to those as we speak. Right. But yeah, we had a lot of folks uh, chiming in. Already. What the hell? Jonah's Market, uh, <laughs> and Jonah's Market and Jonah's Barn Grill uh, was named Fogs. Uh, two Fogs. Black Iron Roasters, yeah. Heart of Michigan, uh, Chocolate Boutique. Um, Unicorn One Used Books in Brighton, Alita's Flowers and Gifts in Fowlerville. Um, let's see. Um, Alita's such a nice lady. Two Dandelions Bookshop. They had that 24-hour readathon over the weekend. Lots of people liking that. Culture Beer and Cheese. Several people mentioned that. So I want to... Culture Beer and Cheese. Yeah. I have not been there. It's like a, a specialty now, cheese do you, shop. Do they have a beer section and a cheese section? I'm sure there's all kind of what beer. You know how you I don't pair think up? there's cheese floating in the beer. No, no, no. no but do you pair up certain beers? Oh with God, yes. Cheeses. I'm sure. You know, kind of like your wine and yeah, and, oh. and meat. Yeah. So, like, what cheese would pair up with, say, a Bud Light Limerita? That's a good question. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to call them one day. Like a craft single. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now that you bring up craft singles, okay. you ever have trouble getting the, the little envelope that it's in? Yes. Getting that thing open, sometimes it just does not. It's super glued now, or something. Craft, actually, if you buy the craft, they actually do a pretty good job of making sure the flap comes open. So if you buy the store brand... All right. Those are the kind where you're like, what the get? Then you end up like pressing into the cheese and then it's stuck to the wrapper. Then you lose half the cheese into the envelope thing. Whatever you call that, the plastic envelope. The struggle is real. It it really is. So thanks to everybody that uh, chimed in for National uh, Be Heard Day, a day where we uh, celebrate small businesses here in America and, of course, uh, Livingston County. And over the weekend, big wrestling tournament down at Ford Field. We talked about this uh, on Friday. I believe it was Thursday or Friday last week. Where it was Thursday because the big right. send off with the parade. Exactly. And uh, the, Sabrina Noss was one of the uh, the big winners over the weekend. Right. She was uh, one of the state champs, and uh, it was the first time that the girls had their own individual tournament. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, great job. I, you know, and, and there were many wrestlers. I know um, Heartland's uh, Eliana Bomarito also a state champ. But uh, we're going to talk to Sabrina. She actually had the very first win. In the state championship, the individual girls state championship. So very cool. Hello? Hi. Hi, Hi, Sabrina. It's Mike Marino and John King from Mike and John Got It Going On. How are you? 
good. How are you guys? Well, congratulations. We wanted to start that, start things off with that. That had to be a fantastic feeling over the weekend. Oh, thank you, yeah. <laughs> okay, so two-time state champ, the first win at the tournament, and uh, and and girls wrestling. It has been, it's starting to grow, apparently. It's not something we hear that much about. So tell us how you got involved in girls wrestling for the Bulldogs and, and where you started with this. Um, actually, I started with a club called the Michigan Mad Cats in South Lyon. And I started because my older brother, who's a senior this year, um, he started when he was in kindergarten, so I was just always at practice with them because we're we're really close. We're like eighteen months apart, so I was still like I was like young, but I he was just he was there always. So I was always at their practices, and I was alongside. And so then one day my parents decided to throw me in because I was there, and I think some kid needed a partner. I was like a little kid, and so they threw me in, and then from there I, I just fell in love with it, and then. I switched to Brighton schools, and then that's how I'm with the Brighton Bulldogs right now. So I, I got to ask you this: you obviously there's not that many girls wrestling at Brighton, if if any. So you have to pra- you practice with the boys, correct? Yeah, actually, last year my freshman year there was one other girl, Caitlin Canale, and then this year there was a senior who decided to try it out, Abby. Um, so I mean, there's 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 always been another girl on the team, but I practice with the guys. And did that seem a, did that seem a little awkward? Did the guys, uh, you know, what were, what was the mood? I mean, no, actually, I grew up with a lot of the guys. We were all on the same team, um, so like I don't know, it was just pretty normal for me. I'm pretty normal wrestler. I'm like I've, I I personally normally wrestle with the guys, and like my brother was my practice partner for majority of the season and last season. Boy, the family so, dinners have to be really interesting if if a fight breaks out. Yeah. <laughs> It's got a little heated between us, <laughs> but no, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed being able to get like practice with my with my brother and be able to push each other. And, and you know, when you went to the the tournament on Friday, the first uh, you know state girls tournament there at Ford Field, and you had the very first win. I mean, when you went into that into the ring there, did you at all? Think it all about wow! This is the very first one. I really want, you know. I obviously you wanted to win, but did, was that all in your mind that wow, this is the first match? Actually, no. It didn't hit me until after I, when I was first told. I think like a week or a week before that was the first match. I was super nervous. I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to be the first match because I'm always so used to being like the last ones. And then when I finally when we went out there and wrestled the first match after, and I got my first interview, it, it just to me that was like the first ever match, and that I we I just made history there. That that that's got to be a pretty cool feeling. I did see the interview, and it's you were you were winded, and you were you were so I, I think just kind of overwhelmed, if uh, if that's a word for it. But you know, it just uh, seemed like it had just hit you as you were getting uh, getting into the interview that you you had just made history. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't think two thoughts about it just because like I thought of it as like just like another another tournament, just go out there and get get what I need to get done, and then I didn't think about that until after the first match was over, and I was like. Holy cow! That was very, very first match. That is pretty cool. You know, and I guess I just want to ask you with uh, with this being the first girls, you know, tournament now, and this is going to be a regular thing, which it should be. Um, you know, it's kind of opened up a lot of eyes for people that 
sports that previously didn't seem like, oh, no, that wouldn't be something that girls could compete in. Or want to you compete know, in. But, you know, you're proving that that is absolutely wrong. And really, there's no sport that girls could not or should not be able to compete in. Yeah, I think I think it's um, it's crazy to see how much like it's it's grown from when I was little and seeing more girls at tournaments, and it's crazy to see how like there's more like little girl into it, and that they that they want to go out there and wrestle the guys do and just prove that they should be out there with them. So where where do you go from here? What's what's in your future? Um. So now that high school season is over, I go back to my my national club team um, in Highland, Michigan, Rav Girls. And um, we have a few tournaments lined up, but my next biggest one is World Team Trials. All right. Wow. So, so this uh, the team that you're with in Highland, is that, like a, is that kind of like travel sport like you'd find in baseball or soccer, that kind of thing? Yeah, so we travel nationally. We have actually a lot of the girls in the finals are, are a lot of the Rev Girls. Um, we're a pretty we're a pretty close group. We're always taking the new girls, and we just started last year. Like last was our first year traveling together. Um, but it's pretty cool. It's ran by Mario Flores, and um, we we train the from after high school season all the way to almost the beginning of high school season, and we just we go through the um, the girl girls national events. So, like, we'll hit a hugest one at the end of the year, which is Fargo. Um, and we hit a bunch of, like, the Nationals and stuff. We hit a bunch of dual-team ones. Well, very cool stuff. Uh, before we let you go, Sabrina, what is what is your favorite or signature move, your go-to? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Whatever one wins. Your, your favorite move. <laughs> you, know, everybody, you know, it's like a pitcher has a favorite pitch. Well, I'm giving away trade secrets I, here. I, don't, you I, know. <laughs> I honestly, I don't know. Um, the pin for the win? <laughs> I like to throw a lot. Um, but I don't know if I have a favorite. Okay. All right. We don't, I just I thought I'd throw it out there because some people have, like, their, their favorite uh, player move or, you know, pitch or whatever it is. But, uh, <laughs> no, congratulations. It was exciting to see and uh, and good to see somebody from here in Livingston County uh, be the first to win at the uh, the girls uh, tournament for wrestling here in the state of Michigan. Congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. All right, Sabrina, we'll let you get uh, we'll get, let you get back to your morning. We appreciate you checking in today. Yeah, thank you All so right. much for having me. All right, thanks. It's uh, Mike and John got it going on here on this uh, Monday. You know, you brought up pools. I did. Yeah, you did. Okay. And we were talking about you know pool season. I was just looking outside as the ice melted off uh, my cover of my pool this weekend, and. Um, I thought, yeah, it's, it's not going to be long before we're opening up that pool. And then I saw this survey that one in five of us, All right. one in five people, survey of adults, by the way, have peed in a pool. I already told you about Cancun <laughs> and the swim-up bar. See, but that's a little different. You're, you're at <laughs> is a, it though? Uh, <laughs> is it really? <laughs> it's still peeing in the pool. If you're at a pool, okay. in, in a club, you know, your, you know, whether it's uh, your your neighborhood right. or your backyard, you know, there's a bathroom around somewhere. But if you don't see people getting out of the pool <laughs> for any kind of regular interval, come on now. On average, and they're drinking a lot. Like I, I'm seeing liquid being consumed. 
in the pool. I don't see and it, you know, necessarily. I don't see any opportunity to return process. Yeah, where, is what you're saying. Uh, they say uh, eight gallons of pee in a 110,000 gallon pool. Oh That's 18 and a half gallons of pee for a pool that has 220. Thousand gallons, right. so your average public pool. Now, that's a lot of pee. It is a lot of pee. Now, when we have like kids over, like little kids come over, if, you know, family or whatever, and they bring their little kids, like I, I, I just assume they're kids. They're little kids. You know, I mean, okay, it's just an assumption that yeah, someone's going to pee in the pool. So you do a little See, extra even, shock. You get a little <laughs> extra shock afterwards. After like, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, that's okay. When it's all adults, you're like, really. <laughs> Really, you lazy now, piece of get out of my pool. Now, now I'm going to have to add double the shock because the people are bigger. And they make it hold more. Yeah. It's time for our community spotlight this morning. Yeah. Oh, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's I was going to say, wow, you're, I'm sorry. you're jumping the gun on I, this. I, was, I yeah. was jumping the gun. That's okay. I'm sorry. That's all right. I didn't mean to jump the well, gun. Well, no, don't jump the gun. Mother Superior jumped the gun. Um, sorry, Beetle reference. Yes, uh, but as you mentioned, uh, you know, uh, we we just signed up on Insta. Yes, tell yeah. us about Insta. <laughs> Instagram. I know it's Instagram. Everyone's on so, Instagram. So I don't get. Do? I still. This is how old I am, and like you needed proof. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yes. Oh, it's too bad he's been married for. Yeah. Well, yes. Sorry, ladies. Off the market. <laughs> Uh, OTM. Markets closed. Uh, but, um, Goes lower today. <laughs> it's way lower. It's a run on the bank. Yes. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, so Instagram, I, I, you know, it's been around for a while and right. obviously very popular. I, yeah. it's a, it started out as a strictly like a photo socials, you know, thing. And it mostly still is visuals, so photos, and videos. people can follow us on Instagram. They can follow us if on we Instagram. we put stuff on Instagram. And it's Mike and John, the number four podcast. Now I try. Here's the thing: when I was signing up, because I'm Instagram, I'm like, "Well, we should probably be on Instagram." All right, so got to be hip with the kids. And I was at a family function. I'm sort of off in the corner, and I'm like, "I'm just like, I'll just look." Why do they bring him? He's always over on his (laughs) phone. No, they're like, "Good, let him." Yeah, go over there. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, I'm like, "All right, I'm going to sign us up for Instagram." And so I'm trying out different names. I'm like, well, first of all, Mike and John got it going on. It's like, nope, won't take it. Like, oh, okay, does somebody sure. already have that? I don't know. It just they said, nope, not. Not, nope, can't use it. All, all right, right, fine. So then I'm like, all right, Mike and John for the win. You know, because like, our, right. our, uh, our our email address is Mike and John for the win at gmail.com. I'm like, oh, that'll work. Nope. I'm like, all right, Mike and John podcast. Now, can we pause nope. for a second? What? My guess is that after trying these two or three logins, John got a little upset. Started swearing mm. at his phone. No, no, no. It's okay. Okay. You, no. you, I was. Did fine. you have a few drinks in you then? Well, no. As a family, I don't okay. Had little to, kids had were to around. Keep it yeah, there was right. Yeah. Little, <laughs> little nieces together. and nephews were. Around. I mean, I was like maybe. <laughs> He's mumbling to himself. Oh, uh, there's old Uncle John in the corner. <laughs> okay, so we made it on Instagram. So finally, I, so like I tried. I, I tried. You know, all the ones that made sense. Sure. And then, I think out of frustration, I just put Mike and John for podcast. And it was like, yep, that's the one. And I'm like, right. what? Well, there we go. Okay. I, we have to write so, that down. So and I then, then I thought, well, does that make sense? And I'm like, you know what, though? That, I, I like that. It's it's a signature, you know. Mike and John for podcast. Mike and John for podcast. We would have put for radio, but yeah. radio is dead. The radio is dead. Just so you know. Yeah. All right. Just tune in. <laughs> so, we made it on Instagram. Did you put anything up there? 
Yeah, I put a few posts. You put some posts. So it's yeah. you, it's similar to Facebook. The, they're more introductory posts. Oh, right I see. Now. And then uh, we'll, say, we will expand our, our beachhead into Instagram. I'm making the... Who's going to do this? This doesn't work on the podcast. Ooh. You can't see my hand movements right now. But, okay. Um, not on Instagram. No. Well... If I put them on Instagram, well, there we go. That's okay. a visual. Just check. I'm it. talking about for the podcast. See, for the podcast, these microphones go to the podcast. Yes, and that microphone goes to the. Say, well, that, the that's over there. That's just the crappy I video see. that people look at us and they go, "Oh gosh, are these? Where are oh, they? Look at all that gray hair. <laughs> are they in a bunker in Ukraine? What is <laughs> no, going we on are over in there? The groovy little hippie yeah, pod pad. Okay. That's where we're right. at. And I don't know if you noticed the the I put up the uh, the Van Halen post last week's post. Right. So yeah, yeah. That's, it looks good. Yeah, could put up a little higher. Just well, saying. Then, yeah, you know the lunch boxes are kind of blocking stuff. Well, no, I think it's good there. <laughs> you don't like it? You move it. No, it's it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Leave my posters. Uh, before we get to our community spotlight, NBC has announced a new competition reality show titled Million Dollar Island. Okay. Million Dollar Island. Now it's not a love thing like yeah. The Bachelor right. and whatever. Other right. bachelorettes. How do you get a million dollars? 100 contestants attempt to stay on this remote desert island for up to 50 days. Each contestant is given a bracelet worth $10,000. Contestants then lose or gain bracelets after taking part in challenges. So if you and I competed in something and I won, I would get your bracelet. Right. Thus another $10,000. So... Can you just cash in the first day they land you? They just go, I'm quitting. Here's my $10,000. <laughs> no, when, when a player is eliminated, they will get to choose the person that actually gets oh, you the Oh, you could. Okay. Because that's elite. what I would do. But, day one, I'm like, 10 grand. I'm so, done here. I'll see and, you at the high. And at the end, whoever has right. the most bracelets or wins they, all the bracelets, they, they could get win the, a, the oh, million dollar prize. Oh, okay. So that's the new game show right. on NBC. Okay. Now you so know. Are people going to be like hurting each other? Is it going to be like a Lord of the Flies situation it where they're like ambushing fun. people and, you know. <laughs> it, could, it could be. All right. Well. All right. Are we ready for today's uh, community? Are, are we? Yeah. Yeah. I think we are. Spotlight? Are we? I guess. <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm asking you. you. You got the info. It's Monday. It I is. don't know. All right. Our community spotlight sponsored by Jordan Genso with the Genso team at Remax Platinum, a real estate professional with 15 years experience serving Livingston County and a passion for building our community. It is a strange housing market right now. I can attest to that. Jordan, though, loves helping his clients explore all their options, including ideas that less experienced agents may not be familiar with. So even if you're not looking to buy or sell at the moment and just want an expert who can answer your questions, give Jordan a call, 248-444-9777. Of course, Jordan, sponsor of our Community Spotlight segment. And today, uh, for those of you that remember us from the radio station, you may remember Sue Masick, who used to run the front desk. Good morning, guys. Good morning, John. Sue's husband, John, and Sue are a big part of the Livingston Area Pet Pantry, and John's going to tell us a little about that. Morning, John. Morning. All right. Mike. Morning, John. Hey, how you doing today? Yeah, yeah, you as well. It's been a long time. And uh, last time, actually, John and I saw you, I think it was uh, right before during the holiday season, and you and your wife, Sue, were downtown in Brighton and may or may not have had a couple of dogs on hand. But they do. <laughs> they, they always do. <laughs> That's why this ties in so nice with the Livingston Area Pet Pantry. Tell us a little about that. 
Sure. The Living Spirit Pet Pantry was formed in 2011, back as we were coming out of the Great Recession. People were at that time trying to get rid of their, uh, you know, some people who couldn't afford animals were unfortunately given given them up to the uh, Livingston Humane Society. And so there was a partnership formed between the Humane Society, Gleaners, and a newly formed uh, charity called the Livingston Area Pet Pantry. There were several ladies among them, Nancy Nate, Gayla Reuter-Alm, and uh, Nicole Clark, who got together and said, you know, if we can make sure that people who can't afford to feed their pets can get pet food, then they're going to be less uh, animals being given up to the Humane Society. So they started collecting uh, food and donations and uh, basically bought food and put it at gleaners facilities so that someone who is going to gleaners for people food could then pick up uh, food for their uh, cat or dog. And uh, it's kind of blossomed since then. Probably the peak was in 2015 through 18 when we were uh, cumulatively donating somewhere in the area of 40 to 45,000 pounds of food per year. But overall, during the last 10 years, uh, going into the 11th year, over 300,000 pounds of pet food has been distributed throughout Livingston County to people in need who can't afford to feed their animals. That's a, that's amazing. I was I was just as you were telling the story about this, thinking about you know when when uh, the pandemic first hit, a lot of people ended up adopting pets, whether it be a cat or a dog, this companion. They're working from home now, uh, or they were at that time, and now some are getting back to work. Are we starting to see some of those animals? going back into the shelters or, or is a program like the pet pantry helping out? Yeah. Well, I think Sue and I went to uh, Michigan, Maine in, in Howell uh, at the start of the pandemic. And one of the, uh, one of the things we saw that were, there were actually very few dogs because they were being adopted, but right. in talking to other people now, shelters are starting to fill up again and uh, people are, are struggling again. Uh, inflation and a lot of other things that are happening out there. People are, are, uh, some people just cannot afford to feed their feed their animals. So one of the things that uh, the recession, or excuse me, the pandemic kind of did is that gleaners, you know, couldn't really have people come in from the pet pantry to stock the shelves. They were trying to keep exposure down, and that was part of their protocol. So the pet pantry has kind of reinvented itself. Uh, what we're doing now is a couple of the uh, primary uh, volunteers that work more often than Sue or I do, they're keeping uh, food stored in their garages, and they're doing two things. One, they're letting their people come, regulars that are coming either weekly or monthly, and they can come to the garage and pick up a bag of food or whatever they need. Or for those people who don't have transportation, uh, we're running food out to their homes and uh, delivering them. And we're right now doing that for dozens of uh, families in, uh, in Livingston County. So, you know, I think the Pet Pantry's done a nice job of uh, adapting to the, the changes brought on by covid yeah, you know, and I guess, as you mentioned, this effort began kind of coming out of the Great Recession and putting this all together. And I think for for many people, I mean, we think about, oh, you know, we need to help people that are in need uh, with their whatever their needs are. And yet we know that our pets are, they are members of our family and that people aren't going to neglect their pets. Um, and that you hate to have people in a position where they have to decide between, do I take care of my pet? Do I make sure my pet has food or do I pay this bill or so on? Um, and so to provide that peace of mind for people that, you know what, you can take care of your, your family member, your loved one, 
uh, we're going to make sure that that happens so that, you know, you can focus on other things and not have to worry about that aspect. I just think that's so important uh, what you guys are doing there at the Livingston Area Pet Pantry because, like I said, I mean, you know. They're these, part of our family. They're, they are. They're family members. And we they're, yeah. they're loved ones, and, and we want to make sure that they're taken care of. Right. Well, I, I agree. They're definitely part of our family for sure. We've had uh, we're on number six and number seven golden retrievers, so uh, I know I'm at least uh, fourth in the pecking order in the family. <laughs> <laughs> the dog's gonna get fed. Both of them are gonna get fed before you, John. No question. Love whatever. You know, uh, all that kind of good stuff. Doggy kisses. Uh, but uh, no. Uh, for for families right now, you know some of the some of the downside is people who can't afford to feed their feed their animals. Right. Sometimes they're feeding them their own food. Right. Yeah. And people food long term is not very good for dogs. Mm-hmm. It doesn't give them the proper nutrition that they need to be you know to survive. And therefore, dogs are are becoming in poor health sometimes if they if they just don't have access to food. So that's one of the things that the pet pantry also uh, helps people making sure that the the health of their pets is also maintained by making sure they get good nutritional food as often as they need it for so, as many dogs or cats as, as they might have. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so uh, at this point, does the, the pet pantry, do you need volunteers? Do you need donations? Do you need money or all of the above? <laughs> kind of all of yeah. the above. Uh, I, I would be honest and say probably money works the best because the pet pantry has in the past partnered with people like uh, the Pet Supplies Plus or other uh, pet food stores who allow them to purchase food at a discounted rate. Right. And so they can probably buy food a little bit cheaper than you or I can at the grocery store. Um, so, but certainly uh, we have a lot of donations when we uh, do our fundraiser every year. We uh, we get lots of uh, families who give us bags of food and uh, and do a great job in terms of uh, last year I think for instance my wife and I we raised twenty six hundred dollars in cash wow. and another six hundred and fifty pounds of food wow. so food yeah. is nice because we can do, donate that and distribute it right away but that twenty six hundred dollars probably buys ten thousand pounds of food and one of the things that uh, happened over the last couple of years because of the uh, of the pandemic is that donations were down dramatically. Uh, we only were able to distribute about 15,000 pounds of food the last few years. So there's there's a huge need and, and we're starting to get more and more families who need it and we're getting closer to running low or running out of food. So I would say right now donations are the, are the thing that we could probably use the most. So uh, for folks who... Wants, go ahead. I was going to say, for folks who want to take action and help out, uh, how do they do that? Sure. sure. So uh, you can go on the website, which is livingstonareapetpantry.org. That's probably the best way. There's a PayPal option there and I believe a credit card option. Um, you know, if you uh, if you need to, uh, certainly uh, you can. Uh, there's several donation centers around town. Uh, I know that the dog house in Brighton is one, and they'll have little canisters. And some of the veterinary clinics have them as well, and some of the pet food stores where you can drop a you know drop a five or ten dollar bill in there, and that money will go to uh, LAPP, a Living Center and Pet Pantry, and be used to uh, put to good use in, in buying food. Uh, of course, you know the other thing you could do is do something like my wife and I did is, you know, start your own uh, little volunteer uh, fundraiser. Uh, we do a fundraiser every year. Uh, Bushes in Brighton has been really good last year. 
we had probably 75 people uh, come by, and we had a little booth out there. And of course, I had my two little sales ladies who were yeah. uh, <laughs> eager to lick and, uh, and uh, get petted. So that yeah. kind of helped uh, soften people up a little bit. It's kind of uh, like a licking booth, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, they'll give you definitely kisses. That's for yeah. sure. If you let them. For, uh, but no, it was. Uh, it's, it's been kind of a labor of love for she and I to uh, to get involved. We've met a lot of neighbors. We've met a lot of people. People who, you know, it's great because dog people, you know, are, are yeah. great people in terms of uh, donating and any time that they can see an opportunity to help out other animals, they're going to do that. So, yeah, if you can volunteer on your own, if you can participate uh, by giving a donation to the pet pantry or stopping by bushes, we've got an October 1st date. I think we're going to be doing it again this year. And uh, it's, it's a good time uh, for us. We, we get a lot out of it. And I think you will, too, if you donate. All right, John, we appreciate you uh, joining us this morning. The Livingston Area Pet Pantry, definitely a worthy cause. We'll have all the details on our uh, Mike and John Got It Going On page two. Uh, say hi to Sue for us, John. Thanks again. All right, Mike. Thanks, John. Yep. Uh, I definitely will. And uh, good luck to you guys in your new, uh, new setup here. We're enjoying listening. Well, appreciate we appreciate it. that. Thank you. Uh, of course, our community spotlight. See you, John. Community Spotlight brought to you by Jordan Genso with the Genso team at Remax Platinum for sponsoring our Community Spotlight. You can give them a call today at 248-444-9777. Find them on Facebook at Jordan Genso Community Servant, Community Realtor. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, very cool. Uh, again, LivingstonAreaPetPantry.org and uh, on Facebook as well. well. I know in the past, you know, we've had some stuff. We, and, and some of the things that uh, are needed, I know, for, from the uh, Humane Society are even things like old towels or rags, things to clean up. So if you have that stuff, rather than throwing it in, in a, a landfill, or you have a pet that has passed and you have something to donate, uh, the Humane Society is a great place to uh, make those donations too. Sometimes you pull up and you see there's a lot of stuff put up there. Uh, and they, they send uh, volunteers there to take care of that stuff too. So lots of ways to help out for pet owners and uh, pet lovers yeah absolutely so uh again uh thank you to uh john and sue and all the folks over there at the livingston area pet pantry uh, he mentioned uh, gayla ruder alm and nancy mate uh the key uh volunteers over there but everyone pitching in and doing their part we'd also like to thank mike witt and firehouse doors of course major sponsor of mike and john got it going on here in our podcast we've uh, we were getting into our fourth week here and uh, we've had a lot of folks reach out but uh, the first to do so firehouse doors and uh, we definitely appreciate their work that they do their support and uh, we even put up a a community spotlight for them over the weekend so if you get a chance check that out on the mike and john got it going on page that we do with mike we talked to mike last week uh you know about the the uh, shortage uh, when it comes to garage doors and he had some good tips uh, so we put them in our advertiser spotlight over the weekend. And for anyone else that wants to be a, a supporter of this program, of course, uh, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at Mike and John for the win. That's the number four at gmail.com. And uh, you can uh, reach out to us. You know, other folks, uh, we had a tremendous response to Venmo, which we uh, put out there last week because we'd heard from so many people that said, you know, I want to support the program. Uh, not necessarily going to sponsor anything, but, you know, I, I want to I want to see you continue what you guys are doing, uh, whether it's local news, uh, highlighting uh, great groups like the Livingston Area Pet Pantry, um, and just having some fun in the morning on a daily basis. And we had a tremendous response uh, on Venmo. And uh, if you want to just, you know, whatever you think uh, might be something that would be worthwhile to you, you can uh, just go to Venmo, and uh, it's Mike and John Podcast. 
Uh, and uh, again, thank you to everyone that uh, stepped up, and, and all of those funds are, are going to be used to support the program and upgrade, and that soon we'll have an empire, and then we will cut. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> we'll patch the hole in the wall well, that's yeah. in front of us. Uh, we got to start. <laughs> got to keep the water from coming in. <laughs> yeah, we're starting small. Actually, we're working toward a, a website and some other yeah. things that are going to be pretty exciting. So we're looking forward to and appreciate uh, all the support of those that view us on our various uh, locations, whether it be Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, your mama's A-track, SoundCloud, or RSS.com. I just like the idea of people searching. I, they keep saying this, Yo Mama's A-track, and I don't see it. <laughs> I remember seeing it when I was little, but, but not anymore. You know, we were talking about... Um, uh, about uh, surveys and a recent survey of adults again. And this isn't about peeing in the pool like we were talking before. No, we're talking food. Oh, no. And yes. we love to talk about food as American adults. 65% like say their favorite foods for breakfast are, are in order. Cereal, okay. eggs, waffles, okay. pancakes, tracks, French toast, sure. bagels. Okay. These are all the things that we love. Bacon can be included with any one of those. Yeah, you're right. But those are the foods, too, that we like to have for dinner as well. So we, we really enjoy having breakfast for dinner. Oh, I mean... I do that all the time. Breakfast for dinner is a real thing, man. It, it kind of... I mean, maybe not pancakes for dinner so often or waffles, but well, eggs, the microwave. cereal... <laughs> <laughs> the, the toaster kind. Toaster yeah, sure. kind. That's fine. Sure. I mean, <laughs> what's for dinner? Eggos or the knockoff ones. <laughs> Dinner's ready. <laughs> so kind of cool stuff. We also want to thank everybody that uh, that joined in on our uh, national uh, Be Heard Day, which uh, salutes local businesses. If you go to our Mike and John Got It Going on Facebook page, you can reply to that or check out some of the answers. And mentioning a lot of local businesses that uh, the mom and pop type shops, the ones that are small, just doing business here, no big box stores, and uh, a lot of great suggestions too. You may need an idea for dinner one of these days, or a place to go to get your nails done. Or, Absolutely. Or chocolate, and, and the one for uh, beer and cheese too, which we may have to look into. I have not been there. Culture beer and cheese. Culture beer and cheese. Or culture cheese and beer. Is it cheese and beer? We could change the name and of we this were, show. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Your cheese on beer. Okay. <laughs> I'll go with that. It's uh, March 7th. It is National Cereal Day. Right. It says we get into our two-cent history lesson. Is All that right. okay? It is okay. i, I got to make sure it's okay because, you know, you're in charge. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's kind of that funny, empire. It? Uh, it's Alexander Graham Bell Day. He received a uh, patent for the telephone on this day in 1876. All right. He really couldn't call anybody because he's the only one who had a phone. Uh, well, he, were, he got the patent. He got the today, patent for it, but he invented it early, and that's one where he said, uh, "Mr. Watson or whatever, come in here, bring me some beer and cheese, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bring me a crap." Yeah, he single. received the patent for the telephone yeah. on this day, eighteen seventy-six, and and he beat out Elijah Gray, who also had invented a similar device, but he but uh, he sprinted to the patent. The bell got to the patent office first. Yeah. So, nineteen sixty-two, the Beatles recorded their first radio appearance at the Playhouse Theater, mm. Manchester, in uh, home Manchester for the BBC radio program. Teenager's Turn, Here We Go, was what it was called. Hmm. After rehearsal, the Beatles uh, put on suits for the first time. You know, their familiar oh. suits, those were cool. Yeah. I always wanted a pair of Beetle boots, too. Brian Epstein saying, uh, class it up a little bit, will you boys? Yes, instead of wearing those leather jackets yes. and looking like a bunch of hoodlums. <laughs> Rolling Stones have that covered. Elton John was immortalized in wax at Madame Tussauds Museum mm -hmm. in London. The first rock star 
since the Beatles to be done right. in wax. Okay. Since the Beatles. So the Beatles were first, and then like yeah, 10 years later, a, probably. Elton right. right. Yeah. 1976. Wow. It was a sad day in 2011 on this day as okay. Charlie Sheen was fired from Two and a Half mm-hmm. Men. The show is just not the same. Actually, it was pretty, still pretty funny. But <laughs> it, it had that change. <laughs> right. And, you know, it's usually most shows. I mean, Ashton so Kutcher used... was, you know, he was no Charlie Sheen. No, he wasn't. But it was still funny. I, was... I, I still enjoyed the show those last couple seasons. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, was Although Jake was almost a man by well, then. Oh, yeah. I thought Berta was really the one that stole the show the kind most of, right, often. Right, right. I was on this day in 2012. Sales of the of albums by the Beatles soared following the death of Davy Jones. You mean the Monkees? Oh, the Monkees. I'm sorry. Yeah. Best of the Monkees re-entered the Billboard album charts at number 20. Mm. Sales of over 17,000 units. It's been 10 years since Davy Jones passed? Yeah. Has it really been 10 years? It has been 10 years. Oh, my God. Davy Jones. Remember when he came out of the Brady Bunch? <laughs> oh, took yeah. Marsha to prom? Oh, yeah. It's because I'm short, isn't it? <laughs> So yeah, no, I I always enjoyed the monkeys. That was one of the first oh, yeah. uh, one of the first albums that was a hand me down from my cousins. Right, and they were like, oh, we've moved on to cooler things now, right. like Led Zeppelin and um, stuff. So I had the monkeys and uh, and the monkeys second album and more uh, of the monkeys. What was the monkeys? The dummy on the show. What was his name? We just talked about this not too long ago. On another, in another, in another world. Yeah. <laughs> Ashton Kutcher's filling in for <laughs> us now. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. It's, no, uh, no, 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 no. The it dummy's was, name the was new, it there's Jaime? The new, no. No, that no, was, that was, that was smart. smart. Um, no. Mr. Wigglesworth or something You were close. Like you almost said Mr. Sh- Mr. Schneider. Mr. Schneider. Yeah. Yeah, the dummy. That was the dummy. Yeah. <laughs> if only we could get our hands on that dummy. Ah, uh, well. And it could be two and a, two men and a dummy. <laughs> See, another great name for this podcast we didn't choose. Well, we didn't have a dummy. Except for, like, what do you want to call well, Mike we, and the dummy? Well, we got, got a couple dummies down here. And, yeah, we, you know, we do. I think should a we couple go to the, dummies right here. Hey, before we wrap things up, should yes. we go to the... Uh, the poster pantry? No, that's exclusive YouTube content. Oh, that's right. So, uh, I'm sorry. We don't. Uh, yeah, well, not we don't do every, that. Not just you know, every. Before podcast. we wrap things up, uh, we've got to give the proper shout out to our show sponsor, Firehouse Doors. We certainly do. Firehouse Doors, of course, lo- of course, located here in Livingston County. They uh, they've been serving the community for over 24 years. Family owned and operated business. Striving to treat each and every family customer like one John King, like family. Yes, they let him in. (laughs) A big salute because Mike is a veteran, veteran veteran-owned business. Mike served in the the U.S. Air Force and was deployed to Operation Desert Shield and Desert Storm. I want to thank Mike and and Firehouse Doors for stepping up to be a big part of of our broadcast or podcast here. Your one-stop shop for residential, commercial, and uh, rolling sheet overhead uh, doors. So... Give them a call today. Rolling Eight, steel. Rolling steel. Yeah. Did I say rolling stones? You said rolling sheet. Rolling sheets. Well, that's sheets a whole of steel. <laughs> sheets of yeah. steel. That's sheets how they come. Steel. Sheets of steel. Another great name for a podcast we didn't use. Damn it. That's our superhero. Yeah. Sheets of steel. Sheets of steel. <laughs> call Mike and the gang today. 810-599-7480 for all your garage door, overhead door needs. And until April 1st, yes. tell them Mike, Mike and John, John sent you. you. And they won't get, hold it against you. No, They'll give you 5% off. Oh, yeah. No exclusions <laughs> right. apply. All right. So very cool for that. So, yes. all right. Hey, what do we have coming up tomorrow? I don't know. You should. Tune in tomorrow. We'll find out. Your guess is as good as ours. Yeah, obviously. Ah, uh, we got a plan. We do have a plan. We do. Yeah. 
where. I love it when a plan comes together. Well, we'll see if it comes together tomorrow.